think I love you. You do? <gasps> You've suffered quite a bit of loss in your life. Every girl hopes to find the perfect guy. Yes, trying to marry him. But when Jenna marries the man of her dreams... We're almost there and nothing bad has happened yet. The nightmare begins. They're here. Jenna's family is trying to kill all of us and then take her away. Nice little girl. When it comes to family, dying is relative. For better or for worse, in sickness and in health, to love and to perish. Holy shoot! Until death do they part. Hold on! Hold on! This is your mother? She's also my sister. Save the date. Hey everybody, this is Brandon Ford and welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. For this week's feature, we are doing the 2006 straight-to-video horror comedy Wedding Slashers, directed by Carlos Scott, who, from what I could tell, never directed anything else. And I'm watching the DVD edition. Uh, I think it is on Prime as well as YouTube if you want to watch along. And... So, yeah, there's that. And as per usual, I want to encourage you to please check me out on Amazon.com. Just go to the Amazon main page or the app, type in Brandon Ford. There you'll find several of my books in Kindle and paperback editions. You can also find me on Audible by going to audible.com or opening the Audible app, typing in Brandon Ford. You'll find several of my titles in audiobook format. You can also follow me on Instagram at writerbrandonford. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, suggestions, critiques, or ideas for movies you'd like me to do in the future, you can email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. As always, I'm going to begin with a 3 to one count. So if you want to watch along, make sure you have your movie queued up and ready to go. Alright, so... Oh, shit. I got my drink right here within reach. <clears throat> Okay, let's get ready, people. Three, two, one, play. I literally just listened. I want to say watched, but I didn't watch anything. I literally just listened to this uh, about... Um, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes ago in preparation for this commentary. I did see it. Um, meaning I did, I was, I was able to actually watch it when it first came out. And I lost interest after Maria Ford dies. 
and she's she's in the first nine minutes of the movie, and that's it. And she is the only reason I decided to check the movie out in the first place, because I thought the seed for a movie, the nucleus, the 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 movie at its core, is. It's an excuse for a bad pun. That's that's really what this is. Because this literally came out within months of Wedding Crashers. Movie I've never seen, nor do I give a shit about. But, yeah, so I, I really, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't have any interest in seeing it. I just wanted to see Maria. And then when I saw that she died, I quickly lost interest. And I do remember sitting at my, compu- at my computer and just tinkering around and doing, messing around on Twitter and such while watching it. Or no, maybe this was this was even before Twitter. This was 2006. So I don't know what the hell I was doing. I was just messing around on my computer, and I wasn't really paying attention. I think. I started to pay attention about three quarters of the way through the movie when the Jenna character confesses her her real past to Alex, the groom. And when I heard her, because I didn't really know anything about what the movie was about. I didn't bother looking at the trailer because I just figured, okay, this is going to be just another slasher movie. What the fuck's to know? And then when I heard her start telling her backstory, I was like, uh, uh, what? Uh, oh, okay. And my ears pricked up a little bit, um, but that was about it. And I think even then I was half paying attention. The what led to me doing this movie for the podcast, it happened, it literally happened like this. I was looking on the Amazon app on my phone for Maria Ford movies on Blu-ray. I couldn't find anything. And the shitty... Scream Factory Slumber Party Massacre 3 composite Blu-ray bullshit wasn't even coming up. And by the way, I just want to say this real quick about Maria. Her accent goes in and out. She's supposed to be from Kentucky. She's trying to do a southern accent, which she did a little bit better in Saturday Night Special. Her character's supposed to be from Texas in that one. But she's supposed to be from Kentucky, and I, I've known people from Kentucky, and they don't really sound like that. And she has an accent, but her husband-to-be does not. And by the way, she does. her character doesn't even have a name. I don't know what she's credited as in the actual titles of the movie, but on IMDb, she's credited as Newlywed Bride. However, she doesn't even get married. They're on the way to the wedding, so she should have been just credited as bride-to-be. Also, I want to point out, from what I remember, 
about this movie. This is supposed to be this is supposed to be a I guess a, a prelude to the rest of the film. And this this story does come back later. Jenna the Jenna character does talk about it very briefly. But this is supposed to take place I don't know. I think it might have said in the beginning, but I missed it some decades prior and you could tell because she's like supposed that she's supposed to be from a different time because she's got these ridiculous cat eye glasses on and also sadly this is post extensive plastic surgery i really 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 miss maria's old face but here we have the collagen and the lips and the filler and the chin and uh, as I've said so many times before I don't like to pick people apart physically I think it's in very poor taste but it always depressed me that she decided to go under the knife and not just have a little nip and tuck here she completely changed her face and it's it's really obvious and very sad because she was a beautiful girl before and now she just looks very swollen um but the the nucleus the the seed that planted this commentary the idea for this commentary was i couldn't find any maria ford blu-rays i don't i know that uh, I believe Shout Factory released some of the Deathstalker movies. I don't know if they released all four of them or not. She's in part four. Uh, I know they released the first couple. Um, I'm not even sure if it's Blu-ray. I don't know. I don't like those kind of movies. I remember being like five and looking at the cover in the video store for one of them. And thinking to myself, okay, this is a ridiculously obvious ripoff of Conan the Barbarian. It's pathetic. But it was a Corman movie, so... But yeah, she's in part four. So, and I don't even know if that one is on Blu-ray. And even if it was, I don't think I would want to check it out. And the only reason why it that one sticks out in my mind is because when I used to have Slumber Party Massacre 3 on VHS, the trailer for that was right before the movie yeah the trailer for play murder for me with tracy scoggins and then death soccer 4 on the original new horizons home video so i couldn't find that i couldn't find slumber party 3 i couldn't even though i have slumber party 3 i'm just saying it didn't come up in the search results for maria ford blu-ray so i called them i called amazon and um I spoke with an accessibility representative. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, um, one one perk of being visually impaired is you can call Amazon and have them put things in your cart for you, find things for you. It's one of the few pluses. So yeah, and then you can check out on your on your phone or however you check out from on Amazon. So I was speaking to a very nice woman from South Africa, because uh, that's where one of their offices are, and she was scouring um, 
Amazon for so long and she couldn't find anything. All she kept finding were DVDs and VHS tapes. And she felt so badly for leaving me on hold for so long as if I had anything better to do that she decided to give me a $10 um, credit to my account which was very very nice um, I thought it was undeserved but I took it nonetheless anyway I she did mention wedding slashers when she was going through the Maria Ford titles and it, this because I don't remember how I saw it the first time. I might have downloaded a torrent, which is ironic because there's an anti-piracy um, ad or promo or whatever on the DVD before the movie. Um, but yeah, I think I and I don't download torrents anymore, so don't worry about that. And so yeah, I think uh, I get. I thought that I had it in some. I, I thought I had it digitally, but I, I don't because I was checking my hard drive and I don't, it's not on there. So um, I asked her how much it was and it was only like 650 so I was like, oh, could you add that one to my cart? Plus I felt bad for keeping her on the phone. She, I, she felt bad for keeping me on the phone. I felt bad for keeping her on the phone. So, you know. 650 whatever and I, I just hoped that perhaps I would get lucky and there was a commentary track or some behind the scenes footage I knew that there wasn't going to be any interviews or any commentaries with Maria because she's never done a commentary track she only did one interview for the some nudity required documentary and that's about it she's a very very private person so I knew that there wasn't going to be anything with her, but I was hoping that there would be something with the director talking about working with her because she's so elusive that, you know, it's fascinating to me because I, I would kind of like to know what it was like working with her and such. But no, no commentary track. There was an audition on the disc. There's a trailer and there's an audition for... Jessica Kinney, I think her name is, who plays Jenna, her her audition, and the trailer, and I think that's about it. Yeah, no, not even not even a commentary track with the director. Um, but yeah, getting getting back to the Maria Ford uh, Blu-rays, it really kind of depresses me because she did a lot of movies during her heyday in the 90s and a lot of erotic thrillers and a lot of movies that no are not good but movies that I liked and enjoy nonetheless and would like to see preserved but it doesn't appear as though that's going to happen anytime soon unless Vinegar Syndrome gets their hands on some Corman movies and decides they're going to remaster and release them uncut. Um, I don't know. But I would like to see Stripteaser uh, in a um, in a remastered and, uh, format, maybe with a new commentary from the director. Um, Mind Games, 
which is a movie that never even made it to DVD in the United States. There's only a heavily censored Polish DVD that I know of. Okay, this scene when I was when I was listening to it, I remember thinking, okay, this is so ridiculous. Her the Jenna character, this is supposed to be I think 5 years prior to the present circumstances. She's in the back seat of a car about to have sex with her boyfriend after the prom and he gets murdered by a maniac with a chainsaw and she only did that little scream that you hear there. She's not making a sound. She's really not. She's just kind of <laughs> when anybody else would be losing their fucking minds. Um, especially with a chainsaw. And I know that when you come to find later that her character expects that any guy that she she's singing that's our coping mechanism but wait the the psychiatrist we're going to get to one of the dumbest lines in the movie and i don't even think it's supposed to be it, it this was supposed to be delivered seriously wait a minute did did you uh, really she just said i used to i sing that to escape mary had a little lamp she's singing to escape and he said, her psychiatrist, who's supposed to be a trained, educated, professional, said, that's to avoid reality. It's called reality avoidance. <sighs> really? Anyway, so, yeah, I was saying that even though her character, because you come to find later that she has tried, I believe... I just talk about when she was eight. Who the fuck keeps a diary when they're eight? You're still learning how to spell. And they said it was a freak coming Yeah. They say she says that like everybody, um every guy or kid or boy who she tries to begin a relationship with ends up meeting with some un, well, foreseeable uh, fatality. It, you kind of wonder why she would put all these kids in harm's way then if, you, if she knows. But the only reason why I could think that she isn't screaming while her boyfriend is being chainsawed in the car is that she's, she expected it to happen. Especially since um, she claimed, or she tried to convince him to skip town the following day. She said, you know, if I, if we do this, we have to skip town tomorrow. And he's like, okay. Uh, really? Alright. He must have, those balls must have been pretty fucking blue. We're going to a Halloween flashback, just... When I got older, I realized there was nothing left for me at home in that small town, so... I left to start a new life, 
See, I don't know if what the fuck if this is supposed to be because she does get paint a different picture of her past to her fiance Alex. What that picture is, you don't know. I don't think because you, you never really you never really know anything about her past or the fictionalized version of her past because um, she just launches into do you want to hear about my life my real life because the one that I that I told you about never happened or some bullshit like that so we have the bachelor bachelorette parties going on here we have a lot of idiotic groomsmen with idiotic dialogue trying to be funny and it's just not happening and they're ribbing each other and they're calling each other names and having or having a version of fun with each other but it just comes across as really obnoxious and the tone i think of the movie is kind of all over the place because the opening with maria is something straight out of a slasher movie and then we get we cut to the scene with with Jenna in the car several several years later and again that's something straight out, out of a slasher movie that's a chainsaw death and then we have the bachelor bachelorette parties where and they go on kind of long this is only a 79 minute movie so um yeah and there's just a lot of attempts at one-liners and weak attempts at humor and I think the whole point of this is to set up the emotion of Jenna because she's dreading her wedding day and it's not for it's not because she's got cold feet it's because she's afraid that something's going to happen to Alex and when her inbred family finally does show up he says to her you know you're not a why aren't you afraid and you come to find that she was expecting it the whole time and um, so yeah they're really I think this could have been a short so it's true this couldn't have been an hour Maybe. This dialogue is so bad. And by the way, this I'm doing something that I haven't done in a very long time, I don't think. I'm trying to think of a lot. Well, patchwork. No, that, so it wasn't so long. But this, the whole uh, concept 
of this podcast was supposed to be me doing commentaries from movies I've never seen. Visually seen. Not watching them for the first time, but really never having latent eyes on them. But then I came to find that it is very difficult to A, find audio described movies to use as a source. It's also difficult to find full plot summaries to use as a source if you can't find audio described movies. So I've just been taking what I can get and doing what the fuck I just want to do and just letting the whole theme kind of go out the window. I'm still visually impaired, so, and not too happy about it. So, the Blind Rage podcast does still fit. It's just not what it was originally conceptualized to be. There's a lot of people in this movie. I was I was trying to go through the the cast and the full cast on, on IMDb, and there's a lot of people, and not just in the inbred family. I think they're called hobillies or something. I don't know. At least that's what my screen reader or my or voiceover on my iPhone was reading them as to me. But you got all these all the the extended the extended inbred family but then you also got all the people in the in the bars at the bachelor bachelorette parties I don't know and we're about to get one of the groomsmen dies I think this is Evan I don't know they're all they're all interchangeable to me because they all they're all pretty they all pretty much have the same personality the only one who is who differs in any way is Alex the groom and he's he's sort of on par with his friends I mean there's not much to differentiate him from everybody else there's not really much to differentiate the female cast uh, or the female characters from each other but I was gonna I'm gonna finish my thought there's a lot of people in this movie and it's not just the inbred family but it's also the people in the bar there's the there's the staff in the bar there's the there's the bouncer there's apparently three male strippers which I didn't get to say and I think there might have been one f or two female strippers. Um, I know that one of the um, the waitresses in the bar and at the bachelor, I believe at the bachelor party, is just credited as Raven. So that says she to me she probably does porn. I didn't look it up, so I can't confirm or deny that. Um. So, yeah, because there are so many people, and not just in the bar, but in the wedding party, and in the family, that is a hindrance to the film, I think, because they're all set up to die, basically, because the 
director, Carlos Scott, who didn't write the script. This movie had three writers, by the way, which is really pathetic. Um, so who, when this movie was being conceived, it was obviously meant... Oh, fuck. That was something that I was... I need somebody to start throwing jelly beans at me because that's something that I wanted to stop doing. I say obviously a lot. I don't know why, but I do. But there's so many people, and I also have a difficult time finishing my thoughts because I'm all over the place, much like this movie. They're all, there's so many characters because there are so many people meant to die. Not only that, but there are so many different killers. I think there's about five. And the only reason I know that is because... I was, I checked out um, a review on YouTube, and yeah, the guy who did the review for it, I found two reviews on YouTube, one fa favorable, sort of, kind of, one not so favorable, and the guy who liked it said that there's about four or five different killers and they all have different masks on which i think is a pretty cool idea and i think you know actually i hate this part this is so stupid my parents hate you because they caught you having sex with my sister and my sister hates you because you screwed her and then ditched her and you never called her and my grandmother hates you because my parents caught you having sex with my sister at my grandfather's funeral. This is supposed to be his best man and his best friend. His best man and best friend had sex with his sister, then never called her again. And he remained friends with him. But not only that, but they had sex at his grandfather's funeral. Okay, so... I think it's supposed to make him quirky and funny and you know whimsical <laughs> life of the party kind of guy but it just makes him come across as a jackass all the all the male characters are jackasses and all the female characters are just bland they really don't have individual personalities and i was finding it difficult to even differentiate between any of them when they were talking because they all sounded the same to me I gotta take the headphones off because I can't hear the dialogue all too well and being that I've never seen the movie I think paying attention to the dialogue would behoove me a little bit I don't know where this scene is taking place, but I really don't care for the ticking clock in the background. I feel panicked, Alex. I can only assume that it's at the hotel. I was I listened to the audio of this first because I I convert I converted it to an MP3 put it on my iPod 
to listen to before I actually put the disc in. And the ticking is a lot more prominent when you're just listening to the audio because it's, it's, it's difficult to pay attention to the dialogue because the, the ticking of the clock is so distracting. All the time that we spent together and all the things that we shared, I finally realized that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I will do anything. Anything to keep you. Okay. And he's talking about all the time that they spent together and all the things that they shared, but you don't know what any, what any of that stuff is. We don't know anything about these people. We don't know how they met, how long they've been together, I don't think. Um, she's the daughter of my father, not the daughter of my mother. Therefore, she became my wife. Now that won't do at all. I don't know what the hell that was supposed to be. But, yeah, we don't, we really don't know anything about anybody except that they are well we know we know about jenna's past um and that's about it but we don't know what the, what the hell she does for a living we don't know where she was in between fleeing from her inbred family what she does for a living what her day-to-day -day life is like and we don't know anything about Alex, what kind of person he is, where, where he works. We don't know anything about them as a couple, primarily. They are just... Everybody in the movie are... They're just lambs to be slaughtered, essentially. And because the tone is so off... You don't know really what is supposed to be funny sometimes and what isn't, or what is intentionally funny and what isn't. There are some scenes between members of the inbred family that are so obviously, and I had to use it for that one. Okay, I could have used blatantly. But are so blatantly improvised that it's pathetic. And the one, I'll point to it when it comes up, but one of the, it's between two people, I think. And one half thinks he's funny and he makes all these really stupid jokes. And the other half can't keep a straight face and he keeps breaking and laughing but at this at the idiotic jokes that this guy is telling yet the scene is still going on I can only assume that she's sleeping in puke or something. I don't know. Why are they all in the same room? Okay. 
No. Mm-mm. No. There really are some very blatant. <laughs> That's going to be my new overused word. There really are some very blatant attempts at being clever that fall so fucking flat. I can only imagine this is an excuse for some gratuitous nudity. I don't even know what the hell just happened there, but I doubt that I'm missing very much. That sound comes through a few, a couple times, two or three times. It's like when you leave your, your phone next to like your uh, laptop speaker or your computer speaker or something like that. And you hear that kind of like um, tinny, staticky distortion type sound. First, I thought there was something wrong with my iPod. It's just a wedding. People have weddings every day. It's just a wedding. People have weddings every day. What the fuck kind of bullshit is that? Mrs. Clark. Okay. I wouldn't know. Because <laughs> I'm not married, never been, and certainly wouldn't have this kind of wedding. Even if I did. But don't a lot of brides get their makeup done professionally? Isn't that a thing? These days, anyway. I would really like to know how some of these scenes are shot in the church. Because while there are a lot of people in the movie, there really aren't... There isn't the money to have... to fill a church full of... Um, what do you call people who go to a wedding? There's a word for it. People who go to a funeral are, are mourners. People who go to a wedding are... My family. I don't know. Yeah, 
She's more excited than confused. Wait. That was that was the Maria Ford opening scene. So that was her father. Huh. I don't know what she gives her, but she gives her a piece of paper with something written on it. And if you think that there's there's something something bad's going to happen, you see that your murderous family is outside. Why would you give her? Why would you freely give over your phone and say, "Here, call everybody and tell the the wedding." What isn't getting the police there a little more important than telling everybody the wedding's canceled? One would think. Hi. Um, this is Dennis Frank, Pam. Um, and now we have all these stupid scenes where Pam calling everybody and telling the wedding's and saying the wedding's canceled. No, no, everyone's fine, but... Yeah, she said that she'd call you and explain that you're... See, this is one of the, the duties of the maid of honor. If the wedding gets canceled, they have to do I would be like, I'm not doing this. Fuck that. A stripper whore. Okay, that was again another weak attempt at clever, funny dialogue. Some of this, these cues, these musical cues are eclipsing the dialogue, which is probably a good thing, even though they are standard run-of-the-mill cliche horror movie sound cues. By the way, too, I wanted to say, this movie is Yeah, how the hell would the father get her cell phone number? Get stopped 
Oh, wait a minute. Didn't her father die? Wait a minute, I'm confused. Maybe, or did he or didn't he? I don't know. I thought he did. Um, oh, I was trying to say that because there's no full plot summary for me to work off of and I no audio description for me to work off of, I, whenever that happens and I'm stuck, what I try to do is look for reviews and there's so many horror podcasts out there where basically all they do, and I've spoken about this before, where basically all they do is just synopsize the whole movie from beginning to end. I don't understand the point of that, but okay. Sometimes it could, I haven't utilized it yet, but I'm sure it will come in handy at some point, especially since there are so many of them. But I was looking for one of them, and of course, the one time that I, I want to find one, I couldn't. And not only that, but I couldn't find any podcast, any horror movie podcasts that are devoted to reviewing the movie. This movie, that is. And I couldn't even find any reviews on, like, Joe Blow or... Dread Central or anything like that. I think this guy is supposed to be one of them. I don't know, but he's weird. This was shot on. I would guess video. I don't know. I can't tell. Day. I hate when they do stupid shit like that where they make the make the um, character that's about to die say something like that right before they get it. That's so cliche. fond of these sound cues. And apparently from what I was able to gather, well, on both of the reviews, they're, both of the reviews that I found on, on YouTube, the special effects 
were mentioned and the the reviewer who who reviewed the movie a little more favorably said that the special effects were pretty good for a movie especially for a movie with as a, a low budget as low a budget as this one clearly had the other said that this the gore effects started out good and then kind of tapered off like they ran out of money which doesn't really make sense because that would imply that the movie was shot sequentially so I can't comment on the gore effects but from what I could hear and from what is said um it's pretty nasty i know i know that there's a, a meat cleaver to the neck where are they get a, they find a meat cleaver i don't know because the one groomsman shows up with a meat cleaver prepared to give jenna to the fucking inbred family he completely loses his mind for no reason I don't know which one Ashley was. Maybe that's her. Oh. Probably. What? Oh, one of the... S Here it is. What? What? <laughs> That's one of the dumbest lines in the movie, and I don't even know what that means. I'm not gonna hurt you, I'm just gonna dissect your woofer. What? I'm definitely putting that quote in the fucking. in the description for this episode. Craven faggotry. Okay, good. First, we have a an R drop, and then we have an F drop. What the hell is wrong with you? I've seen more emotion out of you watching a fucking TV commercial. Huh? You could tell that whoever actually wrote the dialogue because it's i think there are two different people who are credited with the story and then somebody else wrote the screenplay but you can tell that whichever one of the three wrote the dialogue was sitting at his computer with a shitting grid on his face thinking oh my god this is brilliant this is hilarious but the many attempts at trying to be clever are just dumb. 
They're not funny. Tell me about your life, Alex. What are you talking about? What did you say? Okay, here we go. Here's the big revelation. And by the way, I like I love it how she says, Tell me about your life. Was it easy? You're marrying this guy, don't you know anything about him? And okay, now it gets dark. Well, at least she didn't say uh, you could only find it on accident. Whenever somebody says I want to smack him in the face. I hope there aren't flashbacks of this scene. Or to this story. To accompany this story, rather. What the fuck is that? He could have killed her. Or he w probably would have killed her. He sla When you, you you get a brick slammed in your face, you kind of... And, and you're eight, nine, she said? I would think that your skull would be caved in. And, okay, so that doesn't make any sense that there... And then while she's lying in the hospital bed, she says her mother hit her as hard as she could. So I would think that she would be pretty vulnerable due to being hit in the face with a brick. That she would probably die then since she miraculously already didn't. And they make it very clear that, you know, they're inbred people live in the fucking woods they have three toes and shit and they have one guy who's a surgeon and he's a mechanic and he they call him a fixer so whenever you need something they call him so if they have this surgeon slash mechanic slash whatever why was she in a hospital bed Yeah, that's right. I'm poking holes in this dumbass movie. And usually I hate people that do this. I really do. I fucking hate when people do this. And especially when it's something that I love, too. Because I found a couple of Tales from the Crypt podcasts. And one of them was ripping to shreds a couple of episodes. A couple of my favorite episodes. And it, it, it was it was getting on my nerves. 
But then again, I, I sincerely doubt there's a big fan base out there for wedding slashers. And there are going to be people who are going to be getting upset that I'm ripping, well, except for the director. But I sincerely doubt he'll be listening to this. Yeah, we got enough problems. I need your bullshit, Max, or whatever your name is. Or Cody, you're all interchangeable. I think you're overacting a little bit. Not overreacting, overacting. sometimes even if the sound mix is good or it's it, the sound quality it, or the sound is decently recorded you can definitely tell when a movie is shot on video because it, it, it definitely doesn't have that same I don't know that same quality of a real movie And this has a surround sound track, which is surprising. It's, I think it's it, it's either I don't know if I doubt it's five point one, but it's um it might be two. But I was looking on the disc when I put it in. Um, when I was looking through the audio tracks to try to find a commentary on the um on my. On my computer, VLC recognized two audio tracks. There's one stereo and one surround. And the stereo is the first one. I don't know why they would want you to go to the to the stereo first. But I had to put... Th this is the surround that I have it on now. Yeah, it's a long story. We don't, we don't have time for this. We only have a 79-minute running time. It's his job. Everyone in their family serves a function. Henry is a fixer. There's the fixer. A mechanic, a plumber. If something's wrong, Henry can fix it. Surgeon, mechanic, plumber. A guy named Henry's been trying to kill us? And he also kills people. And he also kills people. A guy named Henry is trying to kill us. You mean to tell me that wasn't a reference to something? Then why the hell don't we just let her 
don't start. This other idiot friend, groomsman, is having pretty much the exact same meltdown that... What the fuck was it? Mark? I keep wanting to call him Max. But he pretty much has the exact same thing. Only he doesn't get a cleaver in the neck. Or maybe he does, and that's what just happened, I don't know. Mama likes to dissect your woofer. What's up with the rose, Walter? This is a solemn occasion. Tradition calls for the ceremonial garb. <laughs> You've worked Marty Feldman and young Frankenstein. <laughs> no, still not doing it for me. I don't care how weird this family is, you can't expect me to marry a man in a dress. I wonder if he really just got ass naked right there. You've obviously been wallowing with these pigs for too long. Lost all sense of your culture. Yeah, well, uh, being raped by my brother and married off to my cousin isn't what I'd call a cultural experience. And that man you were going to marry? Filthy. I could smell it on him, and I could still smell that hog. There's way too much of this stupid dialogue. Listen to yourself, Jenna. You run away into the big wide world and yet you can't see what's going on. And it's funny because there's so much dialogue, but they don't really say anything. <laughs> you're saying so much, but you're not saying anything. And he's still talking. I know it wasn't your fault. We'll make things right. We'll live our lives together and I'll make you proud. Proud of our family's history. Uh-huh. Alright. Can we turn the page? Tell me they're fucking. What is happening? 
check on the other. Okay. Okay, this is the scene that's so clearly improvised. And listen to the one guy, he can't stop himself from laughing. See, can't. She's his wife. She was his wife. She's his first wife. Point is, they got married. They got they. They were married at one time. Vows is vows. Yeah, even apes know that. Yeah, apes don't know about. What are you talking about? Even apes know that. Apes don't get married. Yeah, but apes don't apes... know about that. He doesn't know what you're talking about. You know, when's the last time you saw married apes with the with even, a little you even watch television? No. You lazy. Son of a bitch. I don't have time. You know, like, you watch, they see the, like, what's her name with the, she went in the jungle and she taught the apes a Dorney Weaver. This is like an outtake. Or should have been an outtake. Oh my god. Like chocolate? Yeah, like cocoa or, you know, <laughs> Jerome. What are you talking about, Jerome? Jer Jer Jerome's the only black guy I know. Okay. Yeah, please. The director clearly thought these guys were comedic geniuses if he just let them go on. I was like, I'm just gonna let the camera roll, you guys, and do what you do best because you are going places. So while Jenna goes off with, I don't know, one of the relatives, her brother, her stepbrother, her half-brother, cousin slash uncle, I don't know, Alex goes off and plays Rambo and starts killing everybody in the family, creeping up and shit, cutting throats, or whatever. But not before we get that stupid scene where we're talking about where we talk about toes and what's normal. To, how many toes are normal? Is it three toes? I think you miscounted. Do you have four toes or do you have five toes? I'm mad at myself because I made myself sit through this a second time in the same night. 
on the same night. But I and I didn't want to do it, but I said to myself, Self, you better do this tonight See? while it's still fresh. You mean to tell me everybody's got four toes our horn got three? Between both feet? What? You've only got three toes between both feet? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You got three toes on that one and three toes on this one? Or is it like you got one toe on that one and two on the other? Why is this in the movie? This movie could have been a half hour. At most. Damn it, it's still three. Are you sure? Thank you. Should the world a favor right there. You know, I always knew that you'd never give me a prize. It's uh, okay. Well, if getting married, yeah. if get or marrying her off to somebody is so important, then why aren't you just doing it? Why is everybody just sitting around talking? Counting toes. Talking about monkey sign language. So stupid. Ashley, you fucking crazy. Get down. I thought Ashley died like three reels ago.
play with you before I bring you to mama. I'm mama's favorite. Mama's little sock monkey. What the fuck does that mean? Why does the audio keep dropping? It sounds, it seems, it's why it seems to me. I don't think this is surround sound. <laughs> there's a sh ah. Sounds like there's a shift in the audio. That scream should have been louder. But with a movie like this, you can't expect consistency. Come on. I can't believe he's still talking to her. Yeah, we get it. I still don't get, I still don't understand how this is supposed to be her father when her father died in the first scene with Maria Ford. I don't, I don't get it. Unless that's him and he didn't die. Unfortunately, this was, I think, well, no, um, I was going to say this was, yeah, well, it was one of Maria Ford's last movies. I think her swan song, though, was a ba straight-to-video Beethoven sequel. She was in a few of those, doing bit parts. You know, with all of these stupid scenes, with nonsensical dialogue, 
that just talks and talks and talks and talks and says absolutely nothing. They could have used this time to build some character development. There, you can find character development in even Friday the 13th movies, which says a lot, I think. I really think a lot of this inbred family dialogue is improvised. She said, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the hell that cue was supposed to be. Like, she was supposed to say something really deep and profound. She said she wants to take a really long time with killing Alex. She wants to dot, 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 peel him. Okay. Now, why is everybody all jacked up, too, with three toes, and she's fine? of them and then we get a little bit of dialogue between Jenna and Alex and then we can go home I don't want to get blood on your dress really Now what the fuck is this bam music? Like a, it sounds like a spring. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be.
Ajá. So stupid. God. For those of you who made it to the end, I want to say thank you so much. Because <laughs> I barely did. But unfortunately, that was Wedding Slashers. And yeah, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for staying with me to the bitter, bitter, bitter end. And I hope this won't dissuade you from coming back, because I do hope to have some better movies next time around. Um, so, yeah. Whew. Until next time, this is Brandon Ford, wishing you all unpleasant dreams. <laughs>